0: Helen Norris is the VP and CIO at Chapman University, where she leads technology strategy for Chapman. Helen's role includes supporting the overall goals and mission of the university with IT. Helen, welcome to the show.
1: Thank you, great to be here, David.
0: Thank you. Um, So Helen, uh, can you tell us about Chapman University and also a little bit about your background?
1: Sure, sure. Well, uh, as you mentioned, I'm the CIO at Chapman University. Chapman is a, um, a mid-sized private university in, in beautiful Orange County, California. And so it's in a, a lovely location. We have about uh, 10,000 students at Chapman. Uh, we're what you might think of as a traditional university. Most of our students are right out of high school. You know, They come for a four-year in-person experience. Uh, some of the programs that we're well known for, we have a really great film school. Um, our film school is very highly ranked. It's, you know, fifth or sixth in the world. Uh, it's very highly selective. So students who apply to get into the film school, we it, the acceptance rate is pretty low. Um, and we also have a really, we, we have a great um, business school. Uh, we've also recently made some moves into the health sciences, so we have a lot of health sciences programs like pharmacy, and finally, we're opening a school of engineering uh, this year. That's great. And for myself, um, I've I've been working in IT for a long time, longer than I want to admit, and uh, I worked, you know, I'm actually an immigrant. I'm originally from Ireland, uh, and I've lived in Germany and moved to the U.S. a long time ago, worked in kind of corporate America in a variety of IT roles. I I moved to working in IT and higher education uh, in 1997. I went to work at UC Berkeley. I've worked at the UC system and the Cal State system in Uh a variety of management or leadership roles in IT until I came Um, here to Chapman. So I would say, you know, I'm an an IT person, uh, really focused on higher ed IT.
0: Got it. Yeah. All right. Uh, So in the higher ed space, uh, we all uh, know that you guys have had to make some pivots. Mm -hmm. You know, what were some pivots from the process standpoint um, to make sure uh, you're running business as usual?
1: Sure. And, you know, as I mentioned, Chapman is what we think of as a pretty traditional university we don't have um a big foot or we didn't pre-pandemic uh we didn't have a big you know investment in kind of online learning our our students we have a high price point and our students come because they value that classroom experience we have small classes um with and they value the personal interaction with the, the faculty initially our president just kind of announced that we would have to close our doors and and go to remote learning and teaching. And also, um, so that was the biggest thing for us because we had previously really been, you know, 95% in the classroom teaching. We're going to have some students back in the, on the campus um, on Monday and we want to bring students back in a safe way. So we use data to manage that process.
0: Tell us did you have to build this um, system in-house or was it more a buy Um, you know tell us a little bit about the technology stack to enable that data
1: um. yeah yeah now you know one of the things that's interesting about that particular system in fact i i was Um, talking with one of my colleagues about it yesterday, we just never expected it, right? It's not like we did a traditional approach of what are our requirements and let's do an RFP or let's buy something. Initially, we're like, okay, well, we have to have this screening tool, okay? And we have to have this training tool. So what we chose to do is leverage Tools that we had in place, we were moving to a new learning management system, so you know we use that for the training. We, we have a survey tool that we use in our that our faculty use in research. We use it pretty broadly, so we have a, a real depth of knowledge of that tool. So we use that for the screening, um, for uh, you know the um, validating that a person. Took a test. We took. I, I know this is going to sound silly, but we student ID cards are are pretty. Um, pretty heavily used in universities. So we have a swipe system that a person walks up and swipes their card and it records that they've been someplace. That's what we used for testing. So we used for the most part, we used existing systems and our data warehouse team pulled the data together and built dashboards um, built on the data. We have a couple of little uh, pieces that we developed ourselves, you know, to, um, uh, to make it a little bit easier to to track some things. But for the most part, we used tools in place. We consolidated the data. Um, I'm not saying that if we'd known how big this was going to get at the beginning, we might have done something a little bit different. Great that
0: you were able to be resourceful uh, during this time and, you know, Mm -hmm. leverage existing uh, infrastructure that you already had. Did you have any decisions on cloud? You talked a little bit about data warehouse. Did you guys Mm -hmm. already have a data warehouse in place? Uh, Tell us a little bit about that data infrastructure that you had.
1: Yeah, we, we do. We already had a data warehouse in place that, pre- and we were, and so in fact, I mentioned uh, sources of data there. But they also built on some of the data that we already have in the data warehouse, whether it's student data or or data around our, our faculty and staff, you know, uh, demographic type data or or anything like that. Um, it, our data warehouse, you know, it's it's interesting. Um, it's it's currently on prem, and we did have projects scheduled for the year, but then. The pandemic hit, and the entire data warehouse team was really redirected to work on that.
0: Now, as the CIO of a higher education, um, you know, you're in that industry, you're mm-hmm. in that space. You know, Chapman University. How many students do you guys have? Overall? Almost
1: ten 000, between nine and ten thousand.
0: So fairly large uh, university. Yeah. Um, you know, when when things return back to normalcy, uh, what are some opportunities you anticipate uh, where technology will play a role?
1: You know, that's a really interesting question, and I think you know, for a long, for several months, we were so focused on. You know, we've just got to we've just got to survive this. You know, we've got to support people. We've got to be able to do um, teaching. We've got to be able to do our business. And in fact, I used to joke not even that long ago, saying, "Oh my God, I haven't had a strategic thought in like eight months because I'm just focused on on keeping things running here, right?" But one thing that we're really hoping to do, and we've we've kicked off um, some. Uh, you know, we've kicked off an initiative or, or an effort to do this. On the teaching side is to look at what we've learned from this remote um, experiment, I guess for want of a better word, and figure out what it is we want to bring forward. And so we we have a small group working with faculty, working with some researchers to to figure out to help us look at it in, a, in an intentional way and, and figure it, what what we can do kind of going forward? There there are things that are never going to go back, right? Um, right. We we do want students in the classroom, and but we're always there's always going to be a demand now for the the Zoom technology. That's going right. to be there. The other thing that's interesting is events and. Um, I, I think we are all tired of Zoom events or and we want to have in-person events, but there's still going to be a substantial number of events that continue in a virtual way or in a hybrid way. So, for example, our president does a State of the University address every year. Um, normally, he does it and we have a really nice... Um, um, y- 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 uh, Uh, center, a really nice uh, and uh, it's called the Musco Center for the Arts. It holds about a thousand people, a little over a thousand. Normally, he does that. This year, obviously, he didn't um, virtually he did it at the musco center on the stage but I, I think he reached six or seven thousand people so you know That's we're great. not going to walk away from that we're going to continue to to do some of some of those things um so w- we want to take the approach though of, of really intentionally evaluating what has been good and what hasn't been good and there are things we've done that just, you know, haven't worked as well. And so some things we've even stopped already. Um, So, you know, we I I think it's really about looking at it, talking to, especially on the teaching and learning side, uh, talking to the faculty, talking to the students, on the workflow side, we, as I said, a lot of our processes had been online, uh, but we did add, you know, some electronic signature. Obviously we're never gonna go back from that, right? We're gonna always, great. we're not gonna go back. I, I, I kind of joke, I was like, can I run around the campus and take away all the printers before <laughs> everyone comes back? Because, you know, we can electronically sign things now. Um, and so, you know, those kinds of things I, I think are gonna just continue. <laughs>
0: Th- that's definitely great opportunities. And I think even like what you said earlier, uh, perhaps the data side of things, which can yeah. drive some of those decisions yeah. on mm-hmm. what worked and what didn't and you know continue to push. Mm-hmm. That, I mean, even w- another interesting point you make here is also some of the strategic initiatives, which you don't think of that as a CIO initiative, but now you're able to strategically look at costs, look at the results Mm -hmm. and the outcomes that the investments have produced Right, and make some, you know, more uh, meaningful decisions that are going Mm -hmm. to be better for the future, right? Um, Any, um, you know, you being a CIO and kind of being in the industry for, you know, this large amount of time, uh, Mm -hmm. you know, the duration that you've served in this industry any last advice kind of for perhaps CIOs in similar spaces, um, you know, that, ha- what would you say to them? Like, what would your words of advice or if you were to offer some uh, learnings from your experiences?
1: Um, my experiences in general or? Are- yeah, oh, in, ge- in general, yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 I, I think one of the things I say to, you know, and, and um to other CIOs or other people who are aspiring to be CIOs, and obviously, uh, also I'm a woman CIO, and there are relatively few. There, unfortunately, there continue to be relatively few of us. So, um, so I often find myself in a situation where I'm giving advice to maybe women who want to be CIOs. So, so some of and men, but you know, a lot of times women seek me out. That Absolutely, makes sense yes. I guess. Um, you know, I, I think in this industry, and I don't i don't think it's unique, I think it's true in every industry, I, I think relationships are the most important thing. And so, you know, when I came to Chapman, I've been at Chapman um, almost seven years, uh, you know, it, I, I think there was a legacy view of the IT group, you know, as we're in the background, we're part of the almost part of the plumbing i guess you know so we're back office function and one of the things that i intentionally did was move us away from that so my my goal over the last 7 years i've been here has been to build relationships with the administration, with the faculty, with the deans, with the students. And um, I, I think that that is one of the reasons that my team had such success during the pandemic because for example, I mentioned even a, a little thing like this, you know, it was hard to supply chains, it was hard to buy stuff. Right. Um, and universities are sometimes were were thought of, you know, we have some bureaucracy, But the fact that we have a strong relationship with our CFO really helped us in in getting things done that we needed to get done. The relationships that we've had with the the deans and with the faculty meant that we could come to the faculty and say, tell tell us what you need and and really have success from there. So I think the most important thing for a CIO to do is to build relationships um, and to really really work on that. Uh, the other thing that I, I think has been very important um, as a leader is it, it's always important to take care of your team. Right. And it's even more important in this environment. And, and it's it's hard to, um, it, and it's hard to do because you're physically removed from them. So you know, I, I've often heard in the past people say, well, you know, I have an open door policy. Anyone on my team can come see me. That's not enough. You, you have to be intentionally intentional. reaching out to your team. And so finding ways to check in on your team, make sure that your team is okay. Put yourself out there, ask the questions, share the information and be visible. I, I think um, in the workplace, when we're in person if you're fortunate enough to you know have your your staff physically close to each other you can be visible uh, but you have to really work at being visible in this I- environment so you know i do a weekly check-in with my entire team uh, i i am In fact, I'd kind of gotten to the point where I thought maybe it was, um, maybe we don't need to do it every week because I don't actually have enough to say, but, you know, people really wanted it every week because I think they want that opportunity to interact with me and with each other. We do things like we share photos in the chat. You know, what did you do this week? Who has the best picture of a sunset? Because who's got the best picture of a beach? Because this is California. And, um, you know, so... those are the things it's, it's all about, you know, I know it's a technical, you know, we run IT, but really your success is all on the non-technical stuff. It's all on the collaboration, the relationships and the leadership.
0: That, that is just phenomenal advice. I mean, I, you know, so insightful there um, coming from you. Uh, So I really do appreciate that. Like, uh, you know, we always talk about people, process, technology mm-hmm. in digital mm-hmm. transformation. Yeah. Uh, and the first word is uh, people in that. Uh, so on mm-hmm. that note, Helen, it's been an honor to have you on the show. Really appreciate well, thank your time. you. Thank you.